Joey Salvia here. Happy 2019. I'm actually recording this on New Year's Day. Thanks for downloading this podcast. Now, please hit that subscribe button at Apple Podcasts. Before we go to a party in Rochester with Greg, Carl, Robert, and Brother Weeze, let's take a few calls to start the year off. And by the way, a big shout out to Jay Jeffrey at Acoustic by Jay and James Burgess at Mr. Sarcasm with a Z. Congrats on your 14th wedding anniversary, sir. I checked out your Twitter. You have a beautiful family. All the best to you and yours, James. Here we go to 888-505-OPI with a few last-minute calls from 2018. You motherfucker. Oh, I'm ready to kill Opie. You sons of bitches. What? I'm driving through Houston, Texas the other night listening to the Judy Gold podcast, and I'm hearing a horn blow, and I'm thinking, what the hell's wrong with this son of a bitch next to me? <laughs> And then the horn blows again, and I'm getting pissed off. I'm fixing to get into road rage and everything else. And the horn blows again. It's like, you son of a... And then I realize it's fucking goddamn Greg Opie Hughes and your motherfucking podcast sounds as you're walking down the street of New York. I was fixing to whip some <laughs> son of a bitch's ass. Hey, it's Moonshine Stacy. It's uh, Stacy Deloach one on Twitter and everything else. Loving you. And Carl, let me know if you need some more stuff from Bitten Hams. Gotta love those Opie radio podcast sounds. Everybody likes podcast sounds. All the best, Stacy. Hey, Ope. John Collin from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just want to give you guys a call. Still been listening. I left you a message before. I want to know, do you guys actually listen to these phone calls? Because uh, there's not many responses, except for when Carl decides to uh, make fun of it. Boo! But I just wanted to say... Uh, the hilarity throughout all these podcasts, the good conversations, it's been excellent. I know there's been some bitter batter on Twitter and all that crap. Well, why they listen? If they don't want to hear, why they listening? But anyway, also wanted to tell you, uh, came up on um, my YouTube of the day Carl came in, uh, and it was Ron Bennington and Opie. I know Opie and Ron don't talk too much anymore, but it was hilarious because Carl came in and brought somebody else's chicken because it was after when his ex-kids broke his arm from the daughter breaking his arm, and Opie called Carl's then wife, see you next Tuesday, which that was a hilarious episode. I think it's the first time I ever heard Carl with Opie, and it was excellent. But, hey, guys, Happy New Year. Have a great day. Happy New Year. Yeah, we listen to all the calls. Of course we do. Doesn't mean we play all the calls. We like to sprinkle them in from episode to episode. But thanks again for calling. Keep listening. Hey, guys, Creamy Butters from Plymouth, Massachusetts. It's 2019, and there's only one thing that I want. I want the haters on Twitter to actually do something funny for a change. There is nothing better than watching them lame-ass guys with nine followers on Twitter go after Greggy Pooh with this long, drawn-out bullshit thing about how the Titanic was funnier than the Opie Radio podcast or that mustard gas in World War One, <laughs> Where the fuck do these guys get their inspiration for their jokes? Also, I just happen to be looking through Twitter right now, and I see that Not Sam. Uh, Not Sam's hair reminds me that if I took an egg roll and circumcised it and put it in his hair, it would look like my, my ball area looked in 1984, like a majestic black tumbleweed with a hamster trying to escape. Look, making fun of Greg isn't the most difficult thing to do. Just listen to the podcast. He's scared of German shepherds. He's allergic to apples. He got stung by a bee and nearly died at Disney. For Christ's sake, he rides bitch on the motorcycle. And, and let's not forget, 
he had a shaman come to his house and give him fucking heroin. Hello. You guys can step up your fucking game. This guy's kind of easy to make fun of. All right, so look, I want you to just relax. I want you to subscribe to the Opie Radio podcast if you're a hater, and I want you to learn things, all right? We'll triple your Twitter followers. We'll get you up to 27 followers in no time, all right? You guys can do this. I have faith. So don't forget to download the Opie Radio podcast wherever you get your uh, podcast from, and don't forget to give it a five-star like thing and stuff like that. Because if there's one thing that Greg hates is when you like something of his but you don't like him. Eh, Finished week, that's what I say. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Happy New Year, Creamy. Yeah, you finished a little week, sort of like a Stephen King book, you know? But uh, you also did my job for me. I might not have to do any plugs at the end. So thank you. God bless you, brother. All right, Joey, wrap it up. It's the end of 2018. This is JD from the Bronx. I'd like to thank you guys for a great year of radio, and I can't wait to see what you guys got in store for next year. Happy New Year, fellas. Be safe. Happy New Year, JD. Thanks for the support. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens in 2019 as well. Let's take one more call. Hey, Opie Radio. This is Ivan from San Diego, California. Listen, man, it's December 31st, 2018. I'm in California. I'm down here in Southern California, San Diego. You know what I mean? I'm smoking a little marijuana. It's all good. It's legal out here. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a little Grey Goose vodka. Nice. Uh, it's New Year's Eve. Um, I'm listening to The Grateful Dead, Closing of Winterland, December 31st, 1978. Sweet. I'm listening to the Jerry Garcia Band Live, December 31st, 1975. I'm a huge deadhead. And Opie, I've heard you talk about the dead throughout the years that you've kind of been a fan. It'd be kind of cool to hear you talk about that and then joey as a musician i'd like to know what you think about jerry and the gang you know bobby weir and phil lesh and all those guys you know bill kreutz and uh mickey hart uh keith gotchow all that stuff but man we're thinking it real easy down here in southern california baby it's about 60 degrees it's a little chilly but it ain't nothing you know the sun comes up every day and it's, uh, it's all suns and smiles out here. The girls are beautiful. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everyone a new year, man. Everybody hit the gym, guys. Hit the gym. Hit the gym, hit the gym, hit the gym. Gonna get you the ladies. All right, OP Radio Podcast. Number one, baby. Ivan, thank you for that call. You sound like you're having a good time. And I love Jerry Garcia. I love the dead. Uh, how can you not love the dead? Uh, the atmosphere, the community they formed... Uh, all those many, many years of longevity. Uh, I still feel Jerry left us too soon, unfortunately. But uh, I saw that uh, that long documentary. It was like a series on Amazon. I'd recommend that for anyone who wants to know a little bit more about the dead. And Jerry was a very underrated guitar player. In fact, all the musicians of the dead were underrated, in my opinion. And if you really want to get into some more dead, we can get Robert to talk about it. Because Robert is an actual deadhead. I wouldn't call myself a deadhead. I do respect them as musicians. I realize that they're genius, especially as a a songwriter. Jerry was a a phenomenal songwriter. But uh, let's get Robert to talk about the dead on a future episode with with Greg. That would be a good call, I believe. Uh, For some of you. (laughs) Maybe not all of you. But uh, right now, let's get to the party in Rochester. So here's the Opie Radio Podcast. 2019 edition. EB Guitar Man, hit it.
my God, what the hell are we doing? We're still in Rochester. (laughs) We're still with Brother Wheeze. All right, bitches. (laughs) And now he drags us to some fancy schmancy Christmas party. I love it here. You love it here? Here you go, Kyle. Let me tell you why I love Rochester. Yeah. Because it doesn't forget, it doesn't take itself that serious like New York City. You have Escarole. You have beautiful couscous on the buffet. And then on the side... Bologna and taco dip. Come on. <laughs> Is that there really? Yeah, right here. I brought it here. <laughs> that's, that's a real fucking You just town. described Rochester. Yeah. That's yeah. a real town. Like, yeah. I'm looking at these people. I'm like, they might be in suits, but they could fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them bitches yeah. out there. I could show you a couple of headliners. <laughs> I'm telling you that. We so we could have done anything in Rochester. Why are you dragging us to this thing? I, because Free food. you came, and I all love you, and I want to do this stuff. But the girl that this party is having is this party is a very, very, very close friend, and I can't skip the party. Right. So we come. Wow. All right. Well, that's we, why. We'll make the best of it. They're playing jazz in the background. Everyone They're playing is real. That's live. See, this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that, here we go. That, no, no, no. I, I want people to know listening. No, I got class. We're not playing jazz. We have musicians All right, fair in enough. the other room playing jazz. Open. What do you make a big deal? If we weren't here, you'd be home watching like a, a go, whale documentary. Go ahead, bro. What's go wrong ahead. with that? Huh? What's wrong, What's wrong saying, with that? I'm just being hospitable. And we're all drinking tequila except for Robert. Littlefoot, by the way. We's really... Bobby Littlefoot. Oh, my God. It's so funny on the radio. You're him Bobby Littlefoot. Yeah. <laughs> all of Roger's like, hey, Littlefoot. <laughs> but I like I like Little Feet because that's one of my favorite bands I, ever. I never got into Little Feet. Oh, one of the greatest American bands ever. Never Bobby. got into Lil George. You like Lil George? Yeah. Bro. I had tickets. I went to see little. I went to see Little Feet at the auditorium down the street. I don't want to tell you what year because your parents weren't even fucking yet. That's how long ago this was. And Lil George died like a week before. I never saw Lil George. I became friendly though with Bill Payne and the rest of the cats in the band. And uh, they've had a tough life those yeah. guys because they never hit it. And critically, they're the shit. There's even a tribute CD to those guys. That's when you know you were good. That's, Other, a, that's right? how you know you made it. I, I love that uh, your wife uh, showed up and, and right away goes, Hey, Bobby Littlefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's getting around, Bobby. Yeah, there you it's go. The name. It's, uh, you, you like the name? Yeah. I don't know if Robert likes the name. Too you, bad. You like it's like, name? A bl- it's like, a, like I was a blue, blue singer, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, listen. You're a blues singer, or you're in Goodfellas, right. or a lot of places you could be. Circus. Well, well, you, well, you fit in. You fit in here because Weez has a nickname for all his friends. You just, Absolutely. you just uh, introduced me to some guy named the Hebrew something or what? The Hebrew Hammer. The Hebrew <laughs> Hammer. The Hebrew Hammer. Let me tell you about that kid. Yeah. That kid is such a great lawyer. I am not shitting you. That is funny. He gets people. He is the Hebrew Hammer, and he's also a boxer. <laughs> and so of some, huh? Of course. Well, and someone bought him a robe, the Hebrew hammer. Well, wh- why didn't you introduce Carl to the Hebrew hammer? He could have used it for. No, his he's divorce. not a divorce lawyer. Oh, okay. right. And then we got the king is here. I didn't know we, if he showed I yet. Saw him. We met oh, the, you saw him? I saw him. We met the king last time we were in Rochester. Let me text when him. When we were doing the Facebook Live and not the podcast. Let yet. me text the him. The king to come is in. the best. He's awesome. Wait till you meet the king, All right. Robert. Bro. He's a cartoon of a person. I can't even tell you the level of shit, but I'm going to tell you a story when he shows up that he's so proud of (laughs) that I heard on the radio today, national radio, that I hooked to him. 
Wow. The king. <laughs> he's exhausting. But hey, he, that he is. But he's awesome. <laughs> and, and then Robert, we were all getting tequilas at the bar, and Robert said he can't drink tequila, and, it's, and he has a good story about it. What happens when you drink tequila? I black out. I just, I just, I lose pretty much after the first one. I lose, I don't, couldn't tell you where I am. <clears throat> the last time I had tequila, uh, I had four triple shot margaritas because I forgot that was the main ingredient. This was a long time ago. That yeah, was the main ingredient you forgot? Wait, totally. you forgot that tequila yeah, but I don't was the drink main ingredient? <laughs> yeah, I'm a brown liquor guy. We, were we should on, call you Little Brain. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, in 05. As Katrina is hitting New Orleans. Or continue with your story, yes. I was out <laughs> with a bunch of radio people on, on a fire island. A place I'd never been to before. Oh my God, I'd love to see your little feet in the sand. <laughs> so I have four of these crabs. triple shot margaritas, and then I decide I got to go take a walk. I'm going to walk down to the beach. I'm going to leave kids, this party. Look, seagull footprints. <laughs> kids, there's a seagull going all the way to the bathroom. Now let me ask you something. Fuck the tequila. Let me ask you something. Yeah. How do these? How do people find out that you're little foot? How do they, what, they because, look down and say, where's the foot? Carl said it on the podcast one day. No, I understand, <laughs> but how does he know yeah. you got, well, I, was, I don't uh, judge people's feet. No, no, we were, we're all sitting down in, in Opie's studio. He has a very low couch, right? And uh, Westwood one, I guess wherever they found it, they already chopped the legs off of it, so it's really low. So, LF here, he walks in, so <laughs> LF walks in, and, and I'm looking straight at his feet. That's how low the couch is. And I'm looking at his feet, and it's like, those are weird shoes. I mean, the laces go all the way almost to the toe. And then I just realized they were so small and cute. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci, he looked yeah. at his feet. And Anthony yeah. Scaramucci, the guy that worked at the, light, at the White House for yeah, 11 yeah, days, yeah. he looks at his feet and goes, wow, I'd like to bronze those like when a little bit. Oh, dude, you just did a podcast with him? Yeah. yeah. We had a good time with him. I, I like that guy. Yeah. We agreed with him more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought I was going to hate him, I'll be honest. But uh, he, he hates knows. Washington. He hates general. Washington. If you hate Washington, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you, too. Yeah, so, but see, that's the whole thing. I don't. I try my best to stay out of the politics yeah. because of my politics. But that's the whole reason they elected this douchebag. They elected this douchebag because everybody says, I hate Washington and I hate politics. So that's cool, except... Let's get somebody besides an asshole. Right. There's plenty of other people. You know, there were plenty of guys. Here's a politician right now. Brother Weiss, Doreen said you need me in here. I need <laughs> This is a, a legislator and a doctor. Oh, really? This is my main man, Dr. Joe Carbone. Oh, I know Carbone. It's yeah, I know. You remember me. It's been a while. Oh, he remembers me. Yes. Brother uh, Weiss says you're more famous than we could ever imagine. Uh, I used to be. Well, yeah, I've, got a couple of, I've, I've dropped down a few. Well, let me tell you something. He came to town. They came in from New York. Have a seat with him. They seat. went pull a chair. No, no, no. Pull a chair. Please, please. No, no. They, 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 went to, they went to Jeremiah's for wings last night, and he made a tweet uh-huh. that the big shots are in, and the joint filled up with his fans. I believe it. We did all right, right? If Robert? Brother yeah, Weiss, we right. if Brother Weiss makes a tweet right now that he's here, yeah, he'll fill this joint up. Oh so, no, I, I know that. But it don't. It ain't happening because <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> no, it ain't happening because we don't want it. But if he wanted to, it's, we were going to open up a restaurant, me and Brother Weiss. Yeah, you know what restaurant? The nobody listening to this nationally. Uh-huh. This is the funny story. The kid you met today. Did anybody see me drinking? I don't want to be drinking on TV. 
Don't worry about it. Well, you can't. Don't be. See, that's politician. Wait, wait, politician. Wait, Bobby. You're, wait, you're not allowed to drink because you're no, a politician. No, that's the. See, how that's stupid ridiculous. is that? That's why. Senator Jim Alisi told me never go on camera with. A oh, drink Jesus in your Christ! Never go on camera with alcohol. With you. Okay, that makes. Opie, of... you look good. I haven't seen you in a hundred years. You look good. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, right on, man. Now, I forgot what I was telling you. That's uh, how bad I'm going. Uh, that we were going to open up a restaurant. Oh, yeah. So check this out. They met Jay today. Oh, yeah. We ate lunch at Mama's house. Oh, good. And Jay was there with his old lady. Uh-huh. Now, for folks listening, Jay is now the owner of the restaurant we tried to buy. I don't know if you know we tried to buy it. No, I don't. So what happened what is... What do you know our- about restaurants? Let me tell you, Brother Weez would have filled that tell restaurant. Oh, well, that's true too. He would have tell- filled it up. You could have, you could have ordered slop. They would have kept. No, but it would have, we would have had same chef, Jay. Okay. So what happened was, it was him and I and three other fellas. Two other fellas. Just like four two, of us. Billy Billy Masucci and Frank and Bergia. and me and you. Yes. No King. And the King says he couldn't have a restaurant because. He would be out every night and his wife would leave him. But he's out every night anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but he said his wife would leave him. That was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my life. It's true. I know. So listen to this. So we're in a battle to buy the restaurant, and the other guys are also friends of ours, the ones trying to buy it. So we had a meeting one day at a different restaurant, and Joe Carbone goes, we're in. We got it. I talked to the cat that owns the building. We're in. The next day we found the other guys got it. But this is the moral of the story. The cats that bought it just bailed. Oh, really? Well, and the, and the, they left. the moral of the story was we committed to buying it for reputable credit people. Right. And he used... But, the, but and they're he, not? And he used us to oh. make them pay 800 more dollars a month in rent. No, no, no. We agreed to seventy five hundred a month, and he bumped them to ninety eight hundred. So he used us oh, yeah. to make oh, to that. get a better deal. Yeah, yeah, that, that that happens. You know that. Yeah, but that wasn't right because we knew the guy. And oh, I see. Right. He, it was not fair what he did. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. tell me a good brother Wee story. Enough about the restaurant crowd. Well, let me Let's tell you a story like, about Doctor Joe. No, Carbone. I want to tell you the greatest brother Wee story. All right, about. good. And then wait, we can't tell. We got to no, tell. No, not that. Come no, on. no, no, you can't tell that. <laughs> It is the best fucking story. Say it unless you're going to say You know how this works. Don't tease me with the best it's story such ever. A great tell the story, but don't say anything. But now he's a goddamn politician. We're in, we're in Florida about... I'm 62 years old. We were in Florida when I was 30 years old. We went to the Bahamas, and we all won money. We came back from the Bahamas. We went to this adult club. <laughs> so I put all the money out on the table... And the girl at the club says, oh, you seem like such a nice guy. You know, they're going to they're gonna take all the money from you. I said, I don't care if they take the money from me. It's not my money anyway. Yeah. No, money, she, says, yeah, she, says, she says, put it away and we'll meet tomorrow for breakfast. Put all the money in my pocket. Next morning, me and Brother Weez go to meet the girl. Wolfies, bro. Wolfies. Wolfies. We get there at 9 o'clock or whatever. We wait till 10, 11, <laughs> 12. Girl never shows up. Now, this isn't the story. The story is... He tells this story on the radio about once a year. Right. It's a great story. But he never says it was 30 years ago. Right. Oh, so so people run into me to go, oh, you were Brother Weez last night at the strip joint in Florida? And it was 30 years ago. <laughs> but he never he never qualifies it. Well, I tell you, let me try and tell this other story. It's so great. I'll pretend it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. Not you. Not me. A really long time ago, I got an invitation 
to a sex party. I've never been... Sex partied. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I, I got invited to a sex party, and the funny part of it is, it was at the hotel you're staying in. Really? Oh, yep. Before they remodeled it. I got invited to this sex party by these rich guys, a fam- a very famous artist. Just Very couple- rich guys in what? Rochester. Very rich guys. Who's the famous artist? I can't tell you. It's, a, dead. Million, it's a million years ago. Tell. He's dead. Ramon Santiago, who is... If I look around here somewhere, you'd think they're probably being... the most famous local artist ever. Come Absolutely. Out of Besides the guy who makes the statues, um, who's the guy that makes the? Uh, oh, a Paley. Paley. Besides him. Anyway, listen to this. So I go. I was supposed to do comedy that night at at, at Yuck Yucks. So I go to this thing at like five o'clock. I get there. In this suite, and they got like four hookers, nice young broad hookers. Escorts. Okay, four escorts. of the night. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we're drinking, and, and, the, and the guy who was the artist had a very famous penis. So famous that it's in a movie. What it, made it so famous? It, it was he, he was a little guy with a monster schmuck. Okay. Bigfoot. <laughs> Listen, this is real stuff. There's a movie called, I think, Alligator, or just Gator. Robert Forrester, you ever heard of him? Gator, uh, um, what's his name was in that? Uh, Burt Reynolds was in Gator. Not this one. That was a different, because it was a B or C movie. Okay. And in that movie, because he was good friends with Ramon, he had Ramon's paintings everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he mentioned the rat. And the rat was the name he used for his schmeckle. Anyway... Me and this friend of mine will remain unnamed. Oh, I didn't tell you the funny part. Wait a minute. So I'm there at the party, and I'm going, this is one of those things. This ain't no fun for me unless I can bring a buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys are rich guys I don't hang with or anything. They're, you know, big deal. I got to bring one of my buddies. So I said, hey, can I call my buddy Steve and invite him? They go, I call your buddy. So I call that guy. Right. And he comes right over there. The funny first thing he gets there, he knows one of the prods, which was crazy. <laughs> but here's two, only two funny things happen. One, Ramon, me and him were sitting on the couch, and two chicks were blowing Ramon, that famous schmeeky. It was a giant, and we're sitting there, we're sitting there like goose, watching. Then there was a glass table. And two bras were going to lunch on each other. Oh, Jesus. Wow. My what buddy is like this on the table with his elbows on it, with his nose above. <laughs> Will you relax? Is this on? <laughs> relax. I gotta you didn't do nothing. <laughs> you didn't do but nothing. Here's we're the talking be- about Steve. Wait, here's the best part of the story. Yeah. After a little while, I take a broad in the bedroom. And all of a sudden, I'm having a good time in there with this chick. And all of a sudden, I hear him go... <laughs> Every time I hear outside the door, where's all the broads? And someone goes, that fat guy, Lee's got all the other ones in the room. He took all the other broads in the room, leaving no chicks for the guys that were paying. The rich guys. The rich guys for the sex party. Before I depart to the the party. Yeah. Brother Weez, best guy in town. Mm -hmm. Probably... 
not even you, because you're gone now. Yeah, he's the gone. most famous guy. Oh, oh by he's far. No, I already know that. Such I talked about actually, it. He's actually more nice famous in New York City right now. Good to see you, buddy. Let me ask you a question. What kind of doctor are you? I'm a foot doctor. I'm a podiatrist. You got any foot problems? No, I'm just I'm looking at you. have Cazelle glasses. You have a Brugate Type X1 on. I'm I got doing the very well. Hey, those watches. You know what? Very well You're played, probably sir. the only guy in 15 nautical miles that knows what this watch is. That, that brand he is... He knows a lot It's a Brugate Transatlantic Type yeah. 20. So that, so that brand is very famous for simple fact. Um, it was the first watch ever commissioned by Napoleon. He probably knows um, more than you. Marie Antoinette had right. one commissioned, and it's the first brand ever to be in classic literature in know? the Count of Monte Cristo. Well, it says it right. He's the king of watches. I'm a watch collector. Oh, bro, he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> There's guys here, bro. You can live in New York with all those guys. I will bring guys wait in minute, here right now. Wait a minute. Now. You can bring guys with in here that say that say that's all they say is I got an expensive watch, right. but they don't know anything about the watch. There's, no, there's, they, they don't even know how to work the there's watch. There's a difference between expensive and class. That's yeah. a very classy watch. Well done. And I like the new word for gangster. Foot doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I was so using it. Now these guys, Hey, Mom, a foot doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Weez had the Kazals first. And I fell I, in love with him. Him and I. And he left. gave me the okay they look great. to get the exact same pair. But he doesn't have them on tonight. They Can I ask you? Know, I knew you'd be here. We, we were talking about feet on the show. Yes. So are you uh, into feet? Like no, he ain't into feet. <laughs> Listen, I can't I'm, ask listen, him. I'm, I'm not 60, embarrassed. I'm 62 years old. But did you get I, it? I wish I could never look at a foot again. But <laughs> oh, okay. It's the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. If I knew how to do something else. Because I have a theory, would, like, uh, peop, uh, like a foot doctor is into feet. No. No. They, they use true. Look, let it's me. It's bad theory. I'm, I'm, I'm a chef. I'm into food. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, come on. Where are you a chef? Uh, in New York City. I'm opening You're a restaurant me, on bro. 15th Street. Now, bro. I'm going to be in New York. January nineteenth. Will you be open yet? Uh, uh, no, I won't. Oh, otherwise, I would come and spend some money. Give me a, give me a, give me a call. I, uh, I'll join you at the Brugay Lounge uh, for some champagne if you like. Now you see this. I was at the Brugay Lounge. They took this watch four different times in one year because they couldn't fix it. Yeah, well, that that watch has a problem. Uh, it has a column wheel chronograph. And it doesn't have a shock absorber. So if you wear it too No, Brigade loose, does have a shock absorber. No, on the column wheel, on the chronograph. And that's what messes them up. That's why they made the Type 22 at 91. Bro, give me the money. He knows amazing. He knows he's right. He knows he's right at everything. <laughs> but wasn't Brigade the first watch that had something in the mechanism for shock absorption? They, they're the first ones that uh, they put it on the actual rotor. Right. They used to call it the golfing watch because it could uh, it could withstand that kind of impact. Now do you know that he's the, a great golfer. Now the chronograph has got in three minute intervals because it's an aviator's watch. That's a transatlantic. Yeah, transatlantic. Yeah. See, he knows his shit. I'm very very beautiful watch. What Look. I was going to say was, you know, I love you more than anything. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst radio we've ever done. Man. <laughs> No, it's and not. We know it. No, it's not. <laughs> bro, are you shitting I'm me? I'm telling you, guys that like watches yeah. oh, you so will proud. pop over what he Guys does. that like watches. Yeah. A lot of guys, just because you don't like, a lot of guys like watches. Nobody likes am watches. I right or am I right? Oh, my, oh my God. Now, now this became interesting. Because I, I used to think the same thing. Carl, explain now. Go ahead. I'll, I'll talk the whole watch culture really well, fast. The watch culture, what, what you have to understand is what, what the basis of the watch culture is. You're going to get an education now. I'll tell you how I got into watches when I was. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> How'd you get in? When I was when I was when I was a kid, I worked for a day. wise guy, <laughs> and the wise guy said, "Kid, I'm going to do you a favor. 
We're going to go to 47th Street. I'm going to get you a nice watch. He said, on your wrist, you should always have enough for a security department, a security deposit on an apartment, a new mattress, and a TV. Because your old lady's been planning to kick you out for six months. You're going to find out in two hours. So when you're out on the street, this will get you started. Always Bro, have that on your Joe, wrist. Is that a good story? I like that. Yeah. yeah. And what did he get you? I bought a Rolex a Submariner. I actually a Rolex Sea Dweller. And he bought it for you, the guy? I put it on layaway and I banged it out. And uh, What do you have on today? Uh, this is a, a 1978 Seiko Turtle. Oh, it's got the GMT like the yeah. GMT. Yeah, this is very rare. Really cool. And uh, he taught me uh, He taught me everything. And then that watch, I paid $2,700 for it. When I was opening a restaurant, I sold it for 81000 81000 Okay. Why 81000 Because it was a double Red Seal Sea Dweller, a 1651. You're kidding. It was a beast. Yeah. You, cut, you bro, got lucky. I got very lucky. Bro, I only wish Augustinelli came here tonight. Oh, this this guy. We got guys, bro. Tell him he sells more. He sells a hundred Rolexes a week. This guy all over the all over the world. He's got the name for it. No, and he sends it right in right out of Rochester. Now you know how I got this watch. Go ahead. There was a very very wealthy guy in Rochester with with a big gryphotic large toenail. They used to dig in the skin. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm telling you the truth. I'm laughing. And he went to all these doctors and, and they said, you know, there's really nothing you can do about it. And I said, there is something you could do about it. I said, I could take that nail off and make it not grow back and it'll never hurt again, but you won't have a nail and who needs it because it's so thick and ugly. <laughs> and he goes, well, how come nobody ever told me that before? And I said, because maybe, I don't know why they never told you that before, but I could fix your foot. So I did the procedure and when I was all done, he gave me this watch. Shut up. Frank Domino. Oh, wow. Huge. 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 Huge what? Money. Okay. Really? Wow. That's a great story. That's a wonderful story. Billion. He's a billionaire. Right? He has fine taste in watches. Yeah. <laughs> but you had, tell him what other watches you have. Tell him. I have a President Rolex. Beautiful. 36 millimeter or? 36. I bought it 20 years ago. Good. I got a Submariner. What year? It's got to be, I don't know. I really don't know. Plexiglass crystal or, or sapphire crystal? Sapphire. Okay. I have a uh, Breitling chronograph. Okay. Two-tone with all the blinged cross, up. The crossman. Is the, Joe, is the king going to watch you? Yeah. Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah, watches you? Yeah, he's got the new G, He's got the new Yachtmaster chronograph, solid gold. He would have something like that. He's got, <laughs> he looks like a Russian kidnapper walking around Russia. He's, <laughs> he's, he's got the same Breitling on two-tone with the diamonds. Right. What else has he got? Oh, he's got an AP. I have an AP uh, Royal Oak Offshore. He's got a Royal Oak Offshore. You don't offshore. think this is the worst radio you ever did? Listen, let's talk about something else then. I don't we can go back to the sex parties <laughs> or, or his tequila story. <laughs> Robert, you didn't finish your, your tequila story. You guys do real radio. where's the king? Yeah. Tell the king to come over. Trying to be chicken, the king. That's artichoke French and chicken. Doreen, could you tell uh, Joe Comfort to come here to be on the radio? Oh, we yeah. need him. I got to tell a story about him today. Wait, you should hear it, There's too. a lot of stories about him. Whoa. He's bigger than life. Mm-hmm. Never lost a fight. Never not got the girl. Just like James Bond. Wait, so, tell him how many broads he's banged. Oh, that's According a bunch of baloney. Him. He says all that stuff. When I, <laughs> when I made the toast uh, at his wedding... I agree with you, by the way. The guy that brags about the number didn't do the number. Oh, he yeah. did. Well, what do you think? Did you ever watch he it, James? He probably did all right, but you know I've only had sex with one girl. There you go. <laughs> really? Tonight. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you watch a James Bond movie? Yeah. He never loses a fight. He always gets the girl. He always wins the blackjack bet. It's Joe Comfort. Just ask him. <laughs> All right? That's <laughs> really Good seeing you, brother. Great to see you, Doc. Yeah, I can't been... leave yet until Joe Comfort comes. He gets my seat. Okay. Unless you want to sit. No. Sit. Well, Robert's got a tequila story. Right. Come on, Robert. Wait, well, now that we have the doctor here, could you look at uh, at LF's foot and see if that's a normal size? <laughs> it would be nice, right, to get a professional opinion. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Very nice to We call him uh, Littlefoot. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Joe. Yes. How many men have you ever seen size seven and a half? Very few. <laughs> He said very few. Now. Oh, no. Here he is, the king. Has, I've been in the rear for 15 minutes. My man. What's up? <laughs> the king. What's up? King Duck. New, new outfit, by the way. Oh, oh, king Duck. Coordinate. See it? King up there. King down there. King on the sleeve. King on the collar. We got Jake over there. We got to sit down? Yeah, sit down. All right. Go ahead. You got to step back. We got food right here. It looks like a mess off. I don't need mess off. Okay, hold on. I got to tell the story from today. Okay, tell the story because I am the greatest of all. Is that a camera? No, no it's not a camera. The camera's all here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come here. I got to tell what happened. Today I was listening to POTUS Radio, a guy I like, Michael Smirkanish. He's a Philadelphia lawyer. He's got a five-day-a-week political talk show on the satellite, and he's on CNN. I'm listening to the show, and all of a sudden he starts telling a story. No shit today about Joe's Stone Crab in Miami Beach. You ever been? Oh, one of my favorites. Okay. So you know Joe, about Joe's Stone Crab? Oh, Don't say it. Right, no, number two grossing story. restaurant in the United States. Yeah. They're open eight months. They do $37 million. Yeah, They're open all months. year now. They freeze No, the they're rest. not open all year. He's opening up a restaurant in New York. We're going to go there. You'll yeah. Yeah. Okay, better. now. What do you mean, okay? The only <laughs> restaurant that beats it, Tao in Vegas. But Tao, it's, it's a, a scam because it's, it's a club. It's not really. Joe's is number one. So three weeks ago, we're there on a Friday night. Go ahead. Because I'm listening to this national political talk show, and this guy starts telling a story about Joe Stonecrab. So he says, I just went to Joe Stonecrab. The guy's on CNN, and he's got a radio show, National. And he goes, it's always an hour wait. You can't do anything. I don't give a fuck who you are. You can't get in. So I'm listening, and he goes, once, 20 years ago, Joe, what's Luckman? Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman. Washington Redskins, but he's been dead 20 years, right. probably 30 years. So who knows how long ago it is what? This, like 40. This guy, this guy on the radio is going, my mother knew Sid Luckman. He called Joe Stonecrab, and we got in. But it'll never happen again. You can't get in. Two weeks ago, I go to King. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. We, Joe but we don't start there. We started my joint. Smith and Lansky's on the water. Great place. Friday night, happy hour. There's nothing better. You ever we, been there, bro? That's prime rib in America. Okay, well, forget about the food. You ever been there in the bar? Yeah. With the, with the walkway, with the dogs and the skaters right. and the Drives. models. I'm Cuban. The hookers, I, 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 yeah, the, hookers like, uh, the Cubans. Like my backyard. Uh, the broken down Jews, the old old, <laughs> old school Italians. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're all there. The broken they come, down Jews. Oh, yeah. There's everybody there, okay? And tell them we, so I, I'm running that joint. He's getting the treatment. <laughs> then we walk over to Joe's Crab. A line a mile long. Yeah. 100 to 150 people. And go to the bar for a drink. I said, just wait here. Get a drink, and as soon as we're at the bar, the guy comes over and says to him, whatever you want. 
That's funny. I, I got no sit way right the fuck down. But wait a minute. Not don't. Not only do we sit down. <laughs> okay. By the way, they didn't have a drink. I went and talked to right. the we boss. Didn't get a chance. They couldn't even get a drink. I had to come back and the bartender. Me, I go. How come my friends don't have a drink? Okay, we'll get them. Get the drink. We walked through. Right. The best part about walking through a place with 600 people sitting down, okay, and I'm not exaggerating, there's 600 seats in that place. Every bartender and waitress in the place come over hugging, kissing me, because I haven't been there in four months. Weeds, am I lying? No, but here's the funny thing. So Michael Smirkanish with a national radio... You ever see a guy more full of himself? <laughs> no, wait, wait. In all, you, in all your travels, have you ever met a guy wait, more full of himself? Wait, wait, bro. I love the king. But this is the funny part. You know, this this guy with the radio show and a TV show on CNN, he's a true guts because how do you think he gets in every place? With the cash. With the cash. But he knows how to roll it, so he gets treated like a motherhucker wherever he goes. Even though you gotta get, got the cash, you got to know how to do it. You got to know how to do so it. I, got, I, I got a stone crap story. So oh, really? We, we There's go, a shortage. So we go all the time with the Food Network. We oh, take a big table the during network. the Miami Food and Wine Festival. We're there. TV show. We're there every night. It's like our cafeteria. They have the best fried chicken in Miami, by the way. So we we I go there. I'm I'm with just two people. Joe Stonecrest has the some of the most fried famous fried chicken you'll ever have. They Joe do it in a castle. Yeah, I did know that. I know they love it. They had it when he was there. Ask him. He's in the other room. Oh. Bring him in here. The king knows right. everything. <laughs> He's got an AP. Beautiful offshore. Yeah. I have the scuba. Uh, this the web Yes. Yo yo. Is that a good watch? Very good. Yeah, it's sensational. Not as Auto- good as Joe's, though. Uh, not, no, no, not really. Can you, can you give me yeah, a number on the watch? This is my fourth watch. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying what you're wearing now. This is my number four watch. Yeah. That's your number four. Yeah. Well, give me a number. number one. You should have brought a, a two at least. If well, if he, knew, he was coming. Wearing black and gray. All right. You look great. Okay. All right. Give me, <laughs> give me a number on that watch. Um, That one new is probably 28,000. 24,950. Yeah, now. That's pretty close. 24, 24, Plus 24, tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20,000. That's it. what Mallard's pay. I didn't pay that. All right. So you were telling a story about. So, the, yeah. So one day I go there on a Sunday. It's packed. Joe's Crab. Joe's Crab. And I'm telling my friend, let's go to Joe's Stone Crab. So we walk in. I know the maitre d'. You know, they have the little, the little ruby and diamond crab on their lapel if you work there more than 20 years. So I see him. He goes, Carl, how you doing? Come, how many? I said, dude, just come with me. So this guy goes, hey. I've been waiting here for an hour. <laughs> Who the hell is this kid in his shorts? And he Not goes, sure. so the, the major D stops. He goes, Carl, hold up a second. He goes, do you know the name of my daughter? He goes, no. He goes, come on this way, Carl. <laughs> 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 well, the kid lost you. High fives. You got high fives. Yeah. What's the name of your restaurant going to be? It's called La Cubana. It's going to be an old school Cuban restaurant Where? with a club and, and live music. Every, and Are you going to have a real Cuban sandwich? Not yeah. the Fugazi. Yeah. Bro, he's Cuban. I know, Cuban. but they make them all well, over. Unless you have them in Miami. I've never had the right. It's going to be. A, Am I right? No, Bro, I know. I, I learned not from, right. I learned unless from you have them in Miami. Yeah, I learned from Carl. Even in Fort Lauderdale, they're no good. I got to right. be honest with you. Miami, the, sam- the Cuban sandwich is pale in comparison with the ones in Tampa. That's where the original. there last weekend. Yeah. The Cuban, sandwich, the Cuban sandwich was invented in Tampa. Well, that's they, well, they invented cigars in Tampa, too. Well, yeah, all the Cubans were there. Garcia Vega. Tampa's the number one. Ybor City, they used to make cigars. for Ybor City. Yes. Yeah. I, was there, I stayed at the Grand Hyatt Tampa last weekend. I always wanted to know who stayed there. Now I get it. <laughs> 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 who stayed there? Who stayed there? Who stayed there? So, 
We go on Saturday night. <laughs> the to hotel fit game. for a king. Oh, it is. <laughs> and, and Friday night, we get there. We're bringing my Armani's on the roof. Number two rated restaurant in Tampa. <laughs> Unbelievable. How come you didn't go to number one? Yeah, what's wrong because with Because we want to stay in Number the one is Derek Jeter's kitchen. No, number one is called <laughs> Scarpiella's or something. Anyways, went to Armani's. Phenomenal. Hung around there. Next day, we go to Tampa Bay Lightning game, right? Uh, we come back. Guess who's in the hotel lobby? New Orleans Saints. They're playing Tampa Bay. Sean Payton. Players, everybody there. But they were all stayed in the hotel. It's a great hotel. Yeah, I uh, Tampa has probably some of the best strip clubs in. Uh, in America. Where's the number one? Mans Venus. I like Stingers. And you ever go to the private modeling in Tampa? No, but I've been to Mans Venus. Let me tell you something. What's guys. this about? Private modeling. You ever been to Mans Venus? So they have yeah, these one. Wait a minute. Wait. Well, hold on. I gotta take I'll a hold. small break. Yeah. Because you know, Opie likes to say maybe I'm like his other dad. I don't know if he's got this gene. I'm going to throw it out right now. All right. I'm anti-strip club. Wait. Oh, I, I'm with you. Oh, oh you're with me. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. This is no, terrible. Not you with me. But wait, I got to tell you this story now. A couple Florida times ago, the king. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Who's this year in the spring? No, obviously there's a lot to look at, but I'm not a fan of the fake. The fake want. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fake I, I hate the fake want. It's the want want. You would have. Oh, it's the want want. You would have hated my marriage. <laughs> I felt like I was in a strip club for 11 years. And no, like, listen to this. I kept giving a dollar and she would right. say something. So he's going to tell his strip club story. <laughs> yeah. Then we're going back to you for the, what is it? Uh, the, yeah. The modeling. Okay, so private no, modeling. Wait, let him, right, tell the strip club story because I got Let me tell you the strip club story real quick. Okay. So he takes us to the strip club. Me and no, the old. No, Don, you brought us. The whole crew, another. Really? Okay. Well, anyway. So the king, he goes there all the time. So we get in the joint. I'm uncomfortable. I, 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 so he starts buying everybody lap dances. He's buying everybody. Kelly, I'm buying the girls' lap dances. Are we talking or are we not talking? Huh? We're talking. Right, I'll go old school and, and I'm going to cocktail for you bastards. Because I've been your bitch for 20 years, right? Because Kelly Grant always fucked you bastards up. Don't mess up my glass, baby. She's running the party, right? It's her party. All right. It's a very good party. Okay. All right. So, anyway, by the way, well, before we, we went to strip club, we were at the best restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> of course. Oh, you hit number one. <laughs> with the king. Let him finish the okay. story. Then we went to the club. So, we're at the strip club. We're at the strip club. no idea how that sounds. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Next thing you know, he's buying everybody lap dances, right? All right. Now, my wife. Uh, the my women, wife. His wife. The other wife. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Wife, the real wife. Anyways, this is going to sound bad for a manly audience like Opie has. But so this sweaty broad gets on top of me. Puts her. That was. How did that happen? Imagine. Thank you, bro. I just it's tequila for the week. fantastic. Anyways. Like he's running, but he's not. He's just I got this broad <laughs> jumping on my face, putting them fake titties, sweating her balls off. God bless America. I'm going, God damn. It, and, and he keeps buying everybody. And at one point, he bought Doreen a massage. So no, I bought every girl a massage. <laughs> I mean, so by the way, I I now, I, after that description, I now love strip clubs. No, no, no. <laughs> it was a scam. It was Listen, a scam. I'm paying the, the strippers is... $20 a dance. The massage girl is charging me $30 a song, and she's got her clothes on. No I go, stop right now. No, stop because right she, now. Kept, she kept massaging Doreen. He cut her off. I, I cut her off. He's charging. She's charging him. She's going. He goes, you're off. You're That's off. The Get king the is point. fiscally responsible. No. The crown if you want to take off your clothes and give massages, I'll give you what 
What are you making sense? Yeah, we'll $30 for a massage, $20 for a dance with a naked girl? Huh, that doesn't work. Yeah, the, the economics don't work out on that. Well, how about the guy who had to throw out? What? Remember uh, the guy who had to throw out? Why are you throwing? Some no, the girl got my wife's titties. Yeah, twice. The first time the I gave him a pass. Because No, the first time I gave him a pass because he might have been confused because there was a little lap dance going on. Yeah. And who knows which one was the stripper. Yeah, you got to give it you a know? pass. Gave it a pass. But the second time, I grabbed the little guy. <laughs> he looked like Urkel. And I, then, then all his little Taliban guys that were with him were there. I go, okay, what do you want to do? And all of a sudden, they came over, got thrown right out of the joint. Now, I mean, obviously people can't see this. How big are you, King? I'm six. Now I'm six three. I'm two ninety. Six three, two ninety, and he's and a, he's a brick every, house. He's a brick house every day. Right. All right. Uh, you don't have to show us your muscles. Just yeah. touch Look the arm. That. Just touch. He's been with me before. He knows that's an arm fit for a king. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta go eat. I love you. Thank you, brother. Thank Good you. seeing you. It's been too long. Very nice to meet you, County We will definitely come to your restaurant, brother. We February twenty seventh. Shit, we're going down February twenty first to Grand Havana Room. Wow, I'm there all the time. My what? friend uh, owns a place called the uh, Jew Estates. Do you go to the company. Grand Havana room? All the time. Now, what's My the friend's guy? a box there. Um, Jared Kushner owns the building. Does he really? No, what do you mean a box? It's a restaurant. It's a private club. Listen, do yeah. you, you hear Doreen's going to run as a Republican? Really? Let's not talk about that shit. Oh, why not? <laughs> this is going to be the great. It's going to be. It's going to be like the Raging Cajun and Mary Madeline. Nobody. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> when, when we have this, Doreen, do you want to make Melvin. your announcement? That's the guy's party. name. You know Melvin. Great guy. Yes. Great guy. You got to tell Melvin you met us from Rochester. This is the mayor of Toronto. The mayor. The owner. What was that guy's name? that got in trouble in Toronto. He died. The guy was. Oh. That's his guy. Rob Ford. Yeah, Rob. You knew Rob? That's no. Rob. Rob. Huh? I worked with Thank Rob. You. He died. He's giving tequila to Weez. Oh, I'm that's sorry, honey, because right. I didn't know. All right, your tequila's are piling up. All right, hold on. Let me, get, let me go to Carl. You were talking about the modeling thing. Bro, this guy comes down from Toronto, Kelly. All right, we'll talk to him tomorrow in a second. So, so yeah, in Tampa, oh, what are you having? I'll talk to you. I got to eat. All right, go, King. <laughs> yeah, Joe, the food is amazing. It's amazing. It's really the number one buffet in hey, Rochester. Jerry Madeline. Ask Doreen about a Republican. He likes to brag. Oh, my God. He can kind of back it up, though. He's one of those guys that can you know back it up. Way, the whole time he's talking to Mike, if him and Trump ever met, they'd probably fuck. <laughs> he's so happy to meet each other. Right, 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 right. So, um, hold that thought, Chef. For a minute there, I thought the king was going to actually pull out his junk and ask Carl to show him his. Probably looks like a baby's arm holding a plum. We'll get back to the big Rochester party, but first, Greg, new sponsor. Thanks, Joey. Happy New Year, by the way, to you and your family. Want to thank you for a great 2018. Getting this podcast off the ground was made a lot easier when I met you, my friend. Thank you. I got to say, it was one of the most fulfilling years of my entire career, and I can't wait for what we get done in 2019. With that said, I want to welcome a new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. We're talking about Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. 
non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy to digest way. I just got the app. I just started fooling around with it. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Very easy to, uh, to work through here. Other brokerages, by the way, charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks that keep all of your profits. The design, easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood web platform also lets you view stock collections like the 100 most popular, sectors like entertainment and social media, and curated categories like female CEOs, and analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell for every stock. And this is very important. You learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks and track favorite companies with personalized news feeds. Custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. All right, this is what you got to do if you're interested in the Robinhood app. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up right now at opiradio.robinhood.com. That's opiradio.robinhood.com. And a big thank you to Robinhood for sponsoring the Opie Radio Podcast. Now back to Rusing with Wheeze. Now let's reset. The king has left the podcast. Maybe. Greg is having a good time touching base with old friends. And Carl was just about to tell a story. to the Opie Radio Rochester party with Brother Weeze. Weeze, we're, uh, he's going to tell you about the modeling thing now. So in modeling? Tam- in Tampa, they have a little thing. They have these lingerie shops, and, and they have a thing called private modeling. So you pay by the half hour, and they have girls in the lingerie shops, and they change right in front of you, and they model the lingerie. Then you just show up with a cooler and with a six-pack of beer. Gonna buy some lingerie. Oh, you buy stuff, maybe not lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that. Oh, I know. These are this is the real stuff in Tampa. And in the strip clubs, the best one there's called Stingers. It's to me, it's like going to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah, I wear sweatpants That's and flip flops. That's a bad word. That's a bad word in front of open. Why? St. Patrick's Cathedral. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's where it right? began, yeah. That's the scene of the crime. That was the scene of the crime. I'm That's sure. what made one guy famous, I won't mention. In, uh, to, who? Norton. What? Norton. Why? It made Norton famous? Yeah, I think. Why? Because wasn't he there? He got well. He was got one, busted and all that. Yeah, shit. he got arrested. And then you guys and Lewis Black got arrested him forever. Uh, yeah, and I guess. He went up. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think or no? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Good this time. Brother, Good bro. time. Bring the king back. I'm begging. Wait, this is brother the number Grimes one guest for the podcast. Yeah, explain who this guy is now. The, uh, what is your job now? Councilman in Toronto. Which is what in America? Your councilman. councilman. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought because you used to work with the nutty guy. Our, for, our former mayor, Rob Ford, has now passed away. He passed away of cancer a couple years ago. Peace, and by the way, I'm a big hockey fan. And finally, I used to feel sorry for the Toronto Maple Leafs because it's so important. They got my boy Tavares. I don't want to talk about it. Well, Brendan Shanahan's running the show there, and the boys are looking good now. They, they really are looking yeah, good. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Doreen asked me who I was dating, and I said, my right hand. Well, the Prime Minister sent me down to... Uh, you hear that? We, I heard that. The Wait, Prime Minister sent me down to negotiate the NAFTA deal tonight. We get this thing straight out tonight, me and you. I like your Prime Minister. 
Do you? Trudeau? Do you? Uh, Why? Oh, he's too liberal for me. He's my boy. I'm a liberal. <laughs> You're supposed to be here up there in Toronto. Do you realize... I'm down here more than I'm in Toronto. Bro, do you realize that American uh, people on the right think that uh, commun- you guys are communists and it's a terrible life up there? Don't give me that shit. No, no, no. Prince Edward Don't Island. You guys had, deported me. <laughs> we had a friend come from Tampa last week, and she got sick, and our, uh, our socialism uh, helped her go get her. No uh, shit. She got better, so no shit. she was a believer when she got here. No shit. I'm a believer. <laughs> Kelly Graham. I went, I went to Toronto for a birthday, and Mr. Grimes made me a superstar at the most really? incredible restaurant ever. In Yorkville? Yorkville? In Yorkville. The hottest spots. And I'm Yorkville's telling you. We had 16 courses, and I said, give me the bill. And they said, nope, you just went Toronto-style, Grimes-style. And let me say this, Grimes, Toronto, and you can look it up, is ranked like maybe number two in the world as great cities. It is. The big smoke. But I listen, I, I I love Rochester, and you guys cut yourself short here. I spend a lot of time in Rochester. Yeah, you, he guys, does. you guys have a magnificent city. Your Good friend of Tony D. Tony D. was there last night, and... Uh, but you guys have a great city. We love Rochester. You yeah. know, you've, you've saved a lot of your old These are New York. But, These, they're not from here. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you. I love they New York, are. too. But I'll tell you, Rochester, you have some of the greatest restaurants that could just be dropped right into Toronto. And people? We love coming here. And, but the people here are awesome. Meet Kelly here. Met, I, ran in her, I ran in her in St. Pete Beach, Florida, at the yep. bar. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, we did. Mention he your said, name when we were friends I'm ever sorry. Since. I, just, I just walked in. He goes, I just took over the whole bar. I was with Frankie and Shauna Guida. And he says, I'm so sorry, I just, like, interrupt. Get them a drink. He goes, where are you guys all from? I said, Rochester. Oh, I remember you made a phone call. Oh, my God, he was calling you. He was calling Tony D. He was calling Marco, everybody. And that's it. Best friends forever. That's all it took. Do you have a good Rob Ford story? Uh, Rob Ford. uh, I love that guy. uh, We all love him. I'll tell you, the people loved him. Yeah. The people loved him. He He was a mayor for the people. Made international headlines for a lot of the wrong reasons, but he, the people loved him. And uh, uh, in Toronto, uh, either you loved him or you hate him, kind of like your president right now. But I'll tell you. <laughs> He's your Marion Barry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they commented that, but I'll tell you, he was a, a mayor of the people, and yeah. the people in Toronto, they loved him. I enjoyed yeah. him. I enjoyed him. He's getting high, that bad of a thing. No, and his brother now, his brother was a councillor with me. He's now the premier, so he's like the governor. He's, he's the premier of the province of Ontario now. So, wow. Uh, the yeah, he's moved family. way I'm up. I'm going to cheers you guys and have a great time at my party. Kelly Grant. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Kelly's party. Thank you, Kelly. Cheers. Of course. Thank you so much. I tried to bring everybody together. All right. Yeah, bring more of these characters for the podcast. Yeah, not much. I'm a, there's an uh, there's an old school restaurant that I go to in Toronto every time I'm there. It's called Oyster Boy. Um, Oyster Boy on, on just, King uh, Street. On King Street. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite. Fucking Carl. Carl uh, knows so much shit. He freaks me. He looks like a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a compliment. Right away. See is what you get. <laughs> he knows his that, watches and he knows his food. That watch thing blew my whole fucking mind. <laughs> that was the craziest shit I ever saw. Well, it's a status symbol too. The, the rich guys all look at each other to see what they're wearing. So here's the thing about the watches, and I hate to bring it up because I was making fun of the fact we were talking about. It. But I always make fun of those guys for having watches that cost that much, right? right. And the king says, and you'll know the real answer, he goes, bro, we'll never lose money on these watches. We'll get it all plus some when we want to get rid of them. Any truth to that? No. <laughs> no, that's, here's the thing. A lot of people say watches are an investment. Right. But they're not. I'm going to explain to you what it is. It's, it's as old as dirt. It started in Europe. You ever 
see uh, uh, tapestries and castles yeah, and these yeah. old grandfather clocks. Why are they so ornate? And why? Well, back uh, hundreds of years ago, the way that the, the king of the castle or whatever, the, 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 the sire or whatever, would move wealth from one generation to another, we's, the, way, the way people used to move wealth to their sons or to their cousins or whatever was by expensive things that were worth a lot of money. So that's what watches are. You know, say you have a $50,000 watch. This is where, how it works. I get watches safe for this big guy on Wall Street. And what he wants to give his people a bonus, right? But he doesn't want the guys to pay taxes. So he gives them a $50,000 watch. Now the guy has $50,000, and he goes with inflation. If you took that watch, you put it under your mattress. You know, if you put that watch under your mattress, or $50,000, in 10 years, you'll only have $50,000 if it's cash. If it's a watch, you'll have seventy-five. It goes with inflation. Well, there you go. Canadian you're not making money. It depends. So... The way these people avoid taxes is through watches. Well, they got a ton They say, of hey, listen, watches. 25th anniversary, here's 100000 They give you a risk. No insurance, nobody knows where it is, where it came from, and you have money that you can liquidate when you need it. Uh, That's the scam. Uh, the king has to, uh-huh. king has to show everyone he's, he's back. <laughs> oh, what? Up in this joint. Oh, he picked the number one table in the restaurant. Oh, they're sitting there. Not, we're not even supposed to be. They, she let us come, not a... But that's the king. The king goes wherever he wants. Who, who's the broad? Can you see? Uh, no, but I know she was born with Queen. brown hair. <laughs> God damn, how'd you beat Carl? I met him through Guy Fieri. Craigslist. Grinder. You Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri used to do my show, and he would bring Carl in. And then Guy Fieri, you know, he's pretty famous, so he couldn't stay that long on, on my show. I mean, he, he did as much time as he could. I'm betting, I'm and then betting. Carl, Carl would uh, stick around when Guy would do other interviews at SiriusXM, and he was he was just as good as Guy Fieri, and I love Guy Fieri. Well, I want to listen. And then we hit it off, Guy Fieri. Yeah. And I don't know shit, but I'm saying without knowing, which is dumb, that there's no way Guy Fieri is as funny as Carl. Oh yeah, he is. Really. I mean, he has, Guy's a, pretty he, has a, he has a jet and fifty million in bank. What's that guy? Everyone laughs at everything he says, no matter what it is. I'm going to bed. Yeah, that best. Carl, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would give the edge to Carl for real, but, but Guy Fieri easily holds his own. Guy is really, yeah, funny. yeah, he's I funny. Mean, he is, really he absolutely funny. is funny. So, so that's the guy. You uh, what, know what, what the difference is, and you should, and you would know this. Guy Fieri is more way more famous than us yeah. so he has to be a little more protective Carl lets it all out right and that's where the good stuff comes that's from. why I'll never be famous it's a, so what's this what what's the TV oh, show wow. oh now we got desserts wow. these are the best these are little nice. sponge cakes right yeah these are little pound cakes so you'll never have anything that delicious and these are little pistachio cheesecakes they're oh amazing. my god <laughs> I told is it you. really I told unbelievable you. Oh my god, chef really? Carl for real the Carrie's sister, it's Kitty. Who yeah, makes I these? The Where is she? Is she the here? Girl, yeah. yeah, she's. I would not... like to take a picture with bro, her. Bro, bro, it's that see. good. Bro, yeah. that chick makes it's the best I've ever had. Bro, you got that fast. Bro, you got to see the other shit she makes. She makes some pound cake. I know that sounds funny. Yeah. Oh my. She God. makes pistachio pound cake, which she told me was here. It might be these. Right there. Check that out. All right, now you're going for the pistachio. Check Look that at out. this. Who is this woman? <laughs> You're in love. I'm in love. <laughs> bro, she's, she's such a sweet girl. It's Kelly's older sister. 
She could, is it good? This fucking lady's no fucking joke. She's shit. <laughs> is she single? <laughs> Tell her. Is she walking around here with a cape? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to... Take a bite of that, please. Yeah, I got to take a bite. What Wait, is it? What's it's a miniature pound cake. And the moisture. Oh, my oh God. My God. Wow. It stopped me dead in my tracks. Wow. This, this is why I'm fat. <laughs> Oh my god, phenomenal. Toronto's leaving? I gotta get back to the city, back to Toronto. That's a long ride, bro. No, it's not that far. Two and a half hours. That's it? That's I not bad. Su- I want to surprise Kelly, so. Alright. And I want to thank you. One of the best sandwiches in the world are the pea meal sandwiches. Oh, at the meal. market. At the Mar- St. Lawrence Market. The Canadian St. Lawrence Market. Yeah. The, the Canadian bacon on bread is one of that, is the most transcending sure. sandwiches. In the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. Great sandwich. I go. I make a beeline. The minute I get sure. there, that's where I go. Have you gone to California sandwich, the veal sandwich? Yes, I have. On Clinton. Unbelievable. I love. I love Toronto. I, I had a restaurant in Prince Edward Island. Man, oh, Maritimes. Very nice. So we used to go to Toronto all the time. My buddy that I opened with, uh, he passed away, but he was from Toronto. John Bill. He was the oyster shucking champion. Oh, nice. And uh, we used to be in Toronto all the time. Well, listen. Anytime you're up there, give us a call. We I have my stuff. We'll look at you. I want to take. I want. I want to take him and have one of those those bacon sandwiches. Email bacon from the St. Lawrence Market. I remember it's my, my grandfather taking me the down world. there. Yeah, bacon is. bread lights out, and that's it. That's it. That's all it is. The real, real. They don't. You guys don't have female bacon. Here. No. It's unbelievable. Okay, gentlemen. Have All a right, night. Toronto. Thank well, you, let me brother. ask you this: Oh, you yeah. like oysters? Love oysters. Yeah, I, I missed it. What do you mean? You don't like oysters? No, I get. I always get when I go to these fancy joints, and they yeah. go, "Man, we got the oysters," but I never got the taste for the oysters. No, you know what? I like clams better than oysters, but I, I mean, you know, uh, fresh oysters, pretty damn. When oysters good. are good. Here's pretty the damn good. When an oyster's good, right? It's someone great. Someone took my whole drink. <laughs> <laughs> someone came and took the whole thing. Yeah, you did two minutes ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right, finish your tequila story. I didn't forget, Robert. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't forget. <clears throat> so you can't do tequila. I can't do tequila. I black out. I drank it in Fire Island. And if you don't know where Fire Island is yeah, on gay, Long Island. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I didn't know. So I go for a walk on the beach. They must love you. you get, <laughs> I imagine. Conveniently. You didn't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but everyone's kept screaming, put your foot in my butt. <laughs> Everybody was so happy. You would say they were gay even. Uh, so I'm walking around, and I think... When did you realize it was gay? <laughs> when you started kissing someone. I'm walking When around. you got your first hickey. <laughs> That's not a mosquito bite. <laughs> when you got hard. <laughs> <laughs> But you're technically off. The, it's an island, right? So I was off the coast. I was uh, off the mainland. It was yes, okay. Yes, yeah. Oh, island. No, you I spelled butt wrong. <laughs> I thought I was gone for maybe a half hour, and I came back, and I was gone for three hours. You got roofied. Two search parties out for me. Maybe you got roofied. Yes. I'm calling maybe it. Maybe it has nothing to do with the tequila. Oh, my God. You woke up, the Bee Gees were playing. Your chiffon shirt was ripped open. Maybe someone found you attractive there, yeah. uh, Robert. Gave you a little Cosby. That sounds more like a roofie than a little Bill tequila. Cosby treatment. I have to go to therapy now. <laughs> Unbelievable. You want to tell stories? Sure. Yeah. You know, Give I a chair. Have a lot of stories. Take a chair. Wait, you got stories? Oh my God. You got stories? I always have stories. Who are you? I am Christina Grana. I'm the cousin of uh, the hostess of this party. She was in LA in the movie business, bro. No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I'm still in the movie business. I still go back and forth. I'm still there every other month. LA and here. 
Yeah, and my manager is a mutual friend of ours, Howard Lapidus. I know Howard. So, you know Howard? Oh my God, Howard's yeah. from Buffalo. Yeah, he uh, started. Um, he tried to represent me way back in the day. Oh I yeah, mean, he did. I love Howard oh, because he man, he wanted to be. I love. I, I love Howard. He is. He's yeah. awesome. But he's doing well. Okay, so what did he start? It was a comedy club here in Rochester, right? Well, well he started in Rochester. He, that's how I met him. Yuck yucks. Yuck yucks. That's right. Well, wait a minute. What oh was God, it before it was that? I can't remember. Hiccups. It's a million years ago. Yeah. Before your time. Without Howard, that's how I met Sam Kinison, uh, Adam Sandler, Jerry Seinfeld. All that was Howard. Right. Yeah, he brought them all. He brought them all in before yeah. they became mega stars. Yeah. I saw Seinfeld at Yuck Yucks in Rochester yeah. when he was before the TV show. Way, way oh before. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had my feet on the stage. I was that close. Yeah, Checking out Seinfeld no, back in the day. He was nothing. He was nothing. He was coming up. Howard wrapped, I think, Adam Carolla. Oh, my God. Adam Carolla, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. All those Tom guys. Green. Tom Green was his big one for yep, a while, right? Tom well, Green. Tom Green's the only guy he's still got. Right. He still has Tom Green? I know he has Dr. Drew. And Tom Green. He still has Tom Green. Yep. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. But uh, want to talk to the Hebrew Hammer? <laughs> Is that the Hebrew? The Hebrew Hammer. H H. <laughs> so please, I'm gonna be going on your radio show because I have something really big going on. So I'll have to tell you. You do. But I can't tell you about it now. Tell him. Tell us. No, I can't. Tell him. Tell us. <laughs> this is just a small podcast, right? Yeah. Just going all over the world. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of people listening. Tell us. A couple hundred thousand? What are you worried about? Uh, okay, I'll just give you a hint. It's about the sex abuse scandal in the Diocese of Rochester. Oy, oy, oy. Oh, but it's, it's something totally different. That's a good one. That has been going on for a year with me. A year. Wait, wait. And it's big. It's really, her? really, really big. Well, Dad, you do it. <laughs> Come on, tell the story. Okay, so one of my very best friends is uh, that I told about is Robert Kennedy. This, this, and he's going to come to town for this. He's the son of Robert Kennedy. Yeah. I've had him on the radio. He's a great guy. He's awesome. He's a one of my best friends. So. He believes in uh, the conspiracy. By the way, he really does. He believes in the conspiracy. Incredible. Well, (laughs) I know for him to publicly admit that actually is pretty amazing. He believes. I know. I usually don't say anything. I keep it to myself. (laughs) Her sister. Her sister made that. I'm going to take. No, my cousin. Cousin Kitty. A cousin. Kitty Grana. Yeah. Kitty's my cousin. Uh, The pastries are phenomenal. I thought she was Kelly's sister. She is. I'm Kelly's cousin. Oh, you're Kelly's cousin. Cousin. That's right. I went on your show. I know. This place is like an Alabama wedding. Everyone's cousins. So Wait, anyway, I've got this. I've got her. this thing that happened with to me. You? Yes, many when I was little, many years ago. But, but I, it's, I thought they only went. Me went, too. I thought they only went with the boys. Yeah. I swear. Okay, to God. I'll tell you what happened because it's the. It's like setting a precedent in the world. It's what? um, a nun. I was sexually abused by a nun. No. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So hot. Tell me that. No. And that's all I, I mean, can say. Bad. It's bad. That's all I can say. Bad. Oh, be bad. Bad. Hit my wrist. The diocese is freaking out right now, and uh, they didn't want me to go. They don't want me to go public. But this happened in June. I went public. Not public. I I reached out who I thought was to a law firm, but it was really the diocese because they said it was um, a victim's assistance line. And I sent them an email saying, well, if you're going to out all these priests because um, Garabedian from... 
You know the movie that they did about the yeah, pedophile? Yeah. Pre- okay, that was so a big movie. Spotlight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mitch Garbedian was in Rochester and he outed 12 pedophile priests. So I said, well, if you're going to out these priests, you need to out this nun. Because And then I went into detail about what happened to me. How old were you? I was 12. 11, almost 12. And so they did did an investigation. (laughs) They did a six-month investigation. They followed me like the diocese hired a private investigator. They interrogated me. They interrogated my family. They followed me all over the city. Wait, when you were 12, all this no, was No, 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 just recently. Oh, because I came out. I came out recently with the allegations. Because you never hear about nuns. Right. Ever. No. Correct. It's the first never. time I heard about it. It makes never. sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's so much of it. Oh, in there, so, in the investigation, this is... You, you guys, this is a hot thing that you're getting before yeah. anybody. Scoop. This um, nun, the investigator hired by the diocese, I'm not going to say his name... He's a private investigator who was a very well-known police officer. He was actually blocked by other factions of the diocese into investigating this investigation. Wow. Wow. He was blocked. Yeah, so what, he was what, threatened. But what kind by, of documentary are you going to have? Okay. So back in the day when this happened to me, this nun was harassing my brother. And I told my mother a little bit, but I didn't tell her the whole story. So my mother wrote letters to the diocese, to the mother house, to everyone, trying to get this nun removed, and it was ignored. And so when this investigator did the investigation, he found out that this nun had been arrested and put in a mental hospital for stalking another nun. Shit. Also, she... There were... Four nuns that moved out of the convent in the early 80s to get away from her because they were in fear of their lives because she was so volatile wow. and crazy hey, and evil. I'll tell you what's crazy here. If and this happens for real, I bet you it opens up a floodgate. That's it's just a well, can of worms. So yep. when I sent this innocent email telling them, they went nuts the next day. They were like offering me all these things. So when did you go public with this? With the email? I have not. This is the first time I've spoken public. <laughs> oh, so I have one of the. T- so Robert Kennedy, who's my lawyer, he's my friend and my lawyer. He's involved with me, but also he re- recommended two of the top attorneys in the world on sex abuse cases. Oh, the king the, probably knows they're, them. They're representing me. <laughs> they're representing me. Is she still alive? Not? She had. She is still alive. She has dementia. They moved her from the one home where she was arrested for stalking and harassing and put in a mental hospital to another care facility. Wow. But she also settled out of court with the family back in the day. So she has this long history. But as soon as the diocese found out he was getting information about her, they literally put the kibosh on it. They said, stay away. Don't. You're you're upsetting people. Don't. The investigator hired by the diocese. That's yeah. unbelievable. So I know. So it's when, really when you were twelve, up. why were you scared to uh, tell your mom? Make it when you're twelve. Let me tell you. I'll tell you but why. She's a, she's a victim. I'll this tell you people. why. I'll tell you why. I think this I know the woman, answer, obviously, but I want to hear it from you. She was the principal of my school. Holy shit! She had the ultimate power, and she was terrifying. In your mind, right? In your mind, She'd yeah. come from an all-boys Jesuit school, McQuaid. And I was so afraid that I was going to get expelled because she had so much power. And I was this very timid young girl. And what she did and said to me, it wasn't just a sexual assault. It was a physical, violent assault, what she did to me. And it traumatized me. And 
my mother remembered that back in the day I was having, uh, I was sleepwalking and having nightmares, and my whole personality changed. Wow. And I had to get out of Rochester as soon as I could. And when I'd been out of, I left Rochester at 18, I was gone because I, I couldn't. So. You know, it really traumatized my life, like yes, in a very big way. You know what not normal going into people, detail, but it was pretty what bad. normal people fail to understand, because everybody says, like with the Kavanaugh, with everything else, everything else, they go, "Why don't these people say anything?" Because they get shamed to death. Once they're afraid, they're going to be called liars. And, and when you're 12 I didn't even and there's know somebody in power, back then you what, can't take what a exactly shot. What, I don't even know. What, I mean, I know. See, this is the thing. I was under... Now, I don't look at it today, okay? But I was. I had no boobs. I was very <laughs> underdeveloped. I hadn't even hit my first, you know. I right. hadn't gone through puberty. I was four foot eleven. this little thing. You look Very like naive. <laughs> I was very naive. Didn't know anything. I knew what she did was really wrong, and it was really terrifying, and it gave me nightmares, but, and for the rest of my life, it really affected me psychologically. Over the years, I always wanted to confront her, always, but I never did, and something triggered inside of me this summer when they outed those 12 priests, and I had to say something, because sense. I know there are other victims out there, not just me. Yeah, but there has church, to be. There, there, so there's, there is a settlement hearing, not a mediation. They want to do a settlement in January, but they don't want me to go public. They don't want me to tell anybody. So if you go public, you're going to lose whatever that is. They're not, well, according to my lawyer, they can't not allow me not to go public. No, you got to go public because there's other victims out there. That there are many exactly. other victims, yeah. and this is the, pro- the, the problem. There is a big cover-up, not just in the Rochester Diocese, but diocese everywhere, and there needs to be reformation in the church. They should just allow priests and nuns to get married and have families. This is what we need to it's have so in the church. Of and the reason I don't care what I risk if, I, if they say, well, screw you, we're only going to give you a dollar. Right. You murdered my soul right. 42 yeah. years ago. Right. There's of nothing course. left of me. Right. If, but if, if you I let, could help one person come forward, then to yeah. me, I've done my job. And it's going to happen. You're going to see. Open you're going to see. The I are, they already are aware of that. I am aware of I that. I think if you let so, the priests and the nuns marry, you'll get a, a better quality person to become a priest see, and a nun. 100%. For my specific... Uh, situation. My mother sent all these letters, okay, on behalf of my brother because she was terrorizing my brother. How was the? How was she terrorizing your brother? My brother not was uh, not sexually, but physically and emotionally. She was telling him that he was a drug addict and he was ten years old. That nobody <laughs> loved him. Oh, great. That his parents didn't love him. Like she Sounds was just like every mother. day psychologically harassing right. him. Destroyed my brother. And um, so my mother wrote all these letters. Bishop Clark. Ignored them, right. and then when all the nuns, when all the nuns moved out of the convent because they were in fear of their life from her, he moved her to another place. So he would just his game was shuffle here, well, just like the priests. He did it with the priests and the nuns. And my mother, so the diocese isn't coming forward and saying, "Well, we have those letters." Because my mother said, "I sent letters everywhere. She hand typed them. She made copies." Right. And they're not coming forward with the letters. You know, I, it's amazing proof. how the church knows about a priest and then just moves him to another town. Okay. I'll tell that you the saddest thing. Let me tell you. They make trades. They make trades with uh, other dioceses. Let me tell you the saddest part of this story. 
the day after she sexually assaulted me and physically assaulted me, I had long hair down to my butt. Right. Cute little girl. I cut all my hair off like a boy. Oh, my God. She never harassed me or wow. touched me again. <laughs> wow. No, that was I, her trigger. I, I asked why. That was her trigger. Yeah. I asked why victims don't, uh, you know, speak out, and you just told your story. So, what would you say to other victims out there that to, that could help them? Because there's a there's probably a ton of people out there that are this. still scared. To, yes, to, to, I will to tell you this. You will out. get scrutiny. I have been called a horror. I've been had how good you, friends say to me at twelve. No, no, no. I have had good friends who I've finally come out and told. You know, because this summer I did come forward and I did say. I've had friends say say that they don't believe it because they're devout Catholics. Yeah. I've had people that's, be that's skeptical. You have to deflect it all and just not care or worry about what anybody else has to say. If you're going to start the healing process, you need to come forward and fight for reformation. Do you feel better? Once you said it out loud? I've done a lot of healing in the past. Now that this has been going on since June, I've done a lot of healing. I've done a lot of therapy. And it's actually helped a lot. And I have a good support, you know, with family and friends. And Robert Kennedy, who's going to come here on my behalf, he's, he's going to... Hi, honey. So he's he's my champion in all of this, too. First time I've seen it. Right. <laughs> so there you go, Weez. And what does Robert Kennedy believe as far as the assassination goes? I'm trying to remember. Um, what has he told you? He has told he just, me that he, just he gave believes... Me, he just gave me a broad... Like, he doesn't believe. I've been to his house. Yeah. I know his family. I mean, I know him very he's well. He's a great guy, by the way. He, he is very he great. He works out of my gym. He's, he's cool. Where? In, Bed- in, in New York or yeah, LA? in New York. In New oh, okay. York. Bedford? Do you uh, live in Bedford? No, in uh, Manhattan. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he's there quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, he believes that definitely there was conspiracy. Um, he's... I would say a person who there's certain people that he has extreme disdain for. Yo, that, and, and, you know. <laughs> All right, thanks. Kate. So I, I, I was, I will say this. Than, uh, he, ha- he, he will. This, this lovely woman. Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm just oh you're the queen? Yes. That's what they oh, I'm there's sorry, King. I apologize. Hey, King. She's every night. She's the good part of it. I'm sure. She's the best. How do you deal with him? A drink. Thirty-three years, banging thirty-five. Okay, you know so why I'm going to head over the, to the you know party and escape. I just I had to say hi to my buddy. I Very cool. She's the best. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Queen. You see what she's wearing? That's how I know he loves it. That's, Color? No, that's called that. That's called Van Cleef and Arpels. Yes, the tell him what that means. Wearing. Of course he told you that. No, tell him what that that's means true. in cash. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> 20 Gs. Oh, my yeah. God. That's called Van Cleef and Arpels. That's, that's one of the here. oldest... The oldest yeah. jewelers in the world. Bro, where did you get this guy? No, he's... Uh, How am I, I supposed to steal I stuff if I don't know what it is? <laughs> Wait. Wait. I supposed to be outside. This is the outside. I gave oh, it away okay. early and he wasn't listening. <laughs> I said he was a spotter way back in the day. Oh, so he knows his shit. He has to know his shit. King. King. He knew everything about Carbone's watch. He knew they, about my watch, yeah. too. You don't know about Carbone's yes, I watch. I know it's a no, you, you don't know. I know everything like, about every watch. Okay. <laughs> I know everything you about jewelry. You said know everything about watching. Yeah, I know nothing about cars. Zero. <laughs> Zero okay. about cars. I'm surprised. 
I'm really good with women. <laughs> Darth Vader. Oh, no, he knows my family. Listen, I know her okay. whole family. Knows my whole family. She saw me script too. They all have. Get the, I thought the, you dressed up like a nun. Joe, oh, yeah. <laughs> let Joe sit down. Oh yes. Why do you ruin everything? Joe, sit down. She's good. Thank you. So sorry. Thank you. It was it was a pleasure oh, meeting you. Pleasure to meet you. See Bobby. Tell him I said hi. I will. All right. He's my buddy. Good luck to you with that whole thing. Very brave. Respect. I love you. Respect for that story. Very brave. Good. Yes. That was a great piece. Bro. That was right or wrong? Of course, it was a great piece. Okay, Can't have been. I was sitting over there. The Hebrew. Well, hammer. you're the Hebrew hammer. <laughs> I want to tell you about the Hebrew hammer. All right. The Hebrew hammer. Sit down. I have to. I'm going to go real quick. You got to hear me? about the Hebrew hammer. My mom says I can't hang out with you. Oh, yeah, he can't hang out with Jews. Wait, why is it a Jew? I know, I'm choking. Oh. The Hebrew hammer, if anyone has to collect any money, number one in the country. Really? Number one. He has got money from a myriad of people I know that spent a year or more with other lawyers trying to collect money owed to them. The Hebrew hammer? I'm just persistent, that's all. You get it done. That's it. Gets it done for sure. Yeah. Joe Schur, (laughs) Rochester, New York, he got stiffed. Joe Schur, and I'm guaranteeing it. There you go, the Hebrew hammer. That's a a ringing endorsement. Do you you have a good wee story? No, he ain't got it. But he's a boxer. Yeah. You're a boxer. He's a boxer. That's why he's the Hebrew hammer. Yeah, that's it. You know, they gave me that name because uh, I would box. You figure it makes sense, right? Of course it does. Every every Jewish guy that boxes is the Hebrew hammer. Let's be honest. I'll tell you something interesting. I just. And you got the good nose. Yeah, it's a boxer. It's a little bumpy, you know? And you got the good ears. Yeah. But I'll tell you something interesting about the Hebrew hammer. Yeah. Because uh, at Thanksgiving, I had to go to my sister's house. I have two old Jewish sisters that live in in Boynton Beach. Right. So I had to go to this Thanksgiving thing, and my one sister who has kids in Kansas City, the kids were there. And the one girl, Joe, converted to Judaism. Now, the son ain't even a Jew. Right. And this girl, so I meet her, right? Yeah. And she's Jew heavy. Oh, yeah. But what it is, is I know she's the third girl I know that converted to Judaism. One was Jeff Springett's old lady. Yeah. The other is his, Joe's. (laughs) And now my niece. And it's so weird because people that convert end up more Jewish than the other guy. Yeah, because they're really learning it's about it. It's unbelievable. They, 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 get, they get in deep sometimes. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, I'll say, I, 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 got, I, got, I got to tell you, my, uh, I got a buddy of mine, his uh, his wife, she is she's way more Jewish than me. She converted, and she's way more Jewish. My buddy Josh, who you see? Yeah, her? I didn't yeah. know she wasn't Jewish. No, she converted, and she's, like, heavier than me. They all are. Yeah, she's in uh, deep they end of the pool. Are. Oh, yeah. His wife is unbelievably hot. <laughs> Uh, I outkicked my coverage. Let's be honest. Oh, he way outkicked. Uh, he, uh, she. I put at this table. I, yeah. I can relate. Weeds, co- bro. No, she no offense, cook, weeds, but she you can relate too. She cooks the Jewish stuff. She spreads it out. Yeah. The kids were bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah. She made all the food. 
Yeah. She made all the food. Who does that? If you know, for uh, real uh, Jews for the don't do it. Yeah, for the kiddish, she made all the food. So she converted and then learned the cooking. Uh, yeah. Know, we give her the hosher schmosher, now you're kosher, and now all of a sudden, right. you know, right. she she hates, but she's not, you know, she's not one of these ultra religious people. She's not very observant. She's just content with, look at my husband. He's Jewish. My kids are Jewish. I'm along for the ride. You right, know, she's right. she's not a true believer. She's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you go Christmas tree? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Listen, there isn't a holiday at the Sure House that we don't celebrate. I'm telling you, wait, we wait. celebrate Version of Guadalupe, Boxing Day, you <laughs> name it. We celebrate all holidays. The three kids. Hallmark <laughs> makes a card for it. We celebrate. Oh, wait, wait. I'm That's a real you. Jew. <laughs> wait, Opie. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta tell you how this you guy. Laughed at that one, Weez, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I gotta Work tell you here. this guy wastes money. Uh-huh. He is the only guy. There are billionaires that live here. Nobody did what this guy did because of his wife. Oh my gosh! In his it. backyard, he has built a pool with a bar in the pool. Beautiful. Bro, it's <laughs> like, you're, like you're in the Bahamas. It's not Florida. Well, no, I know. You, you can know, only swim in got, Rochester, what, four weeks a year? Listen, Bro. She, she got this idea from Aruba. We were in Aruba, and yeah. she's, you know. The she swim up bar? Yeah. She saw that. It, yeah, it was like she it. heard some voices in her head that she's going to all of a sudden have this thing in the backyard. We're just going to get a simple little pool. Then all of a sudden, the simple little pool. Then the deck got knocked down. Then all, know, all these concrete trucks are pouring in the backyard. Bro, and you swim up pool. pool in Rochester. Bro, yeah. pool. That's real money. Do you, wow. do you heat the pool so you get it? Oh, it's all you all squeeze out another month? Don't let Marie find you. <laughs> Bro, he's got a kitchen. So there's the pool. Then the seats for the bar. Then behind that is a full kitchen and hangout spot. That's nice. built in right. Rochester, New York. Yeah. Nice. Well. Well, you know, it's, uh, so if you're no, going to do it, you might as well do it right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it stopped her from moving. The king rated it number two best backyard <laughs> in Rochester. <laughs> Listen, if you get a number two from the king, he has number one. That's a given. That's a given. Right. The king is at that pool Every night. Listen, you Does the water go over the edges and that gorilla listen, goes in there? Listen, the king is there. He drives down the street. We're at the end of the cul-de-sac. If he sees cars, he's in. It doesn't make a difference who's over. It could be It could be a briss, okay? <laughs> the king is showing up. It doesn't make a difference. Hey, I'm the king. How are you doing? I'm the king. I'm the king. Oh, yeah, right. Congratulations on your kid. Hey, pour me a glass of wine. That's the number two foreskin I've seen. Now, listen. <laughs> on Christmas, is it Christmas or Christmas Day? Day. On Christmas, we go over and hit his crib, and everybody has funny Hanukkah shirts. Oh, on. that's yeah. funny! My son has fallen in love with this. <laughs> we got yeah. all our own this year. Oh, you got! I we got, used to get them from him. Yeah. Oh, uh, now it, we got. We get up. We have a stack of them. So if someone comes over and they don't have a shirt, we got you covered. That's sweaters, that's ugly yeah. Hanukkah, ugly Hanukkah sweaters with sayings on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Give Prince Oh, here's a here's a good one, right? Yeah. Imagine your cell phone only has ten percent life. Yeah. But it lasted eight days. <laughs> now you know the miracle of Hanukkah. <laughs> right? Right? You got it. Jewish people are so smart. Oh, you got the smart jokes. Oh, Jewish humor. Yeah. It's adorable. Exactly, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I want to tell the Cuban that he thinks he's in bad shape. Anti-Semitism's blowing up. Everyone wants to kill our Jewish asses. And I still don't get what we did. What do you mean what you did? Why do they want to kill us? I'll tell you why they want to kill Go you. Because you're successful. <laughs> I think so, That's too. That's all it is. Yeah. It's, that, it's, it's all based on that. It, it's, when you're in the Middle East, you can feel it. I mean, when I was in uh, Israel, I would look over, and you, you know, you're you in the West Bank, and you look over, and the, 
Palestine looks like it's 14 centuries behind. Yeah. yeah. And they're over there in the Israel. You have the food in Israel is unbelievable. Their technology sector is out of this world. The stuff they're doing is incredible. Their military. Their military. Oh, I mean, everything is, is unbelievable. The kids are, they live in a bubble. You, see, you ever see that Jewish movie called The Bubble? No. They film, you should watch Jew it. It's, called no. the, it's a movie no. called The Bubble. They filmed it in Tel Aviv. And it's about how Jewish kids in Israel live their life regardless. You know, they're stabbings, they blow yeah. up the butt. They don't care. They party, they have a good time. They live like kings. And let me tell you something. When, when people see a culture doing well and brushing off all this hate, it makes people even angry. You're right. It makes oh. them angry. Well, let me say... I was raised by Jews. I'm like Jewish Tarzan. Let me say that the one thing, you know, I, because I'm a Jew, it sounds like I'm bragging about Jews, but they went out in the desert and they carved this joint and made it into an actual thriving... The best is they built Israel and then nobody wanted it. Right. And then all of a sudden when they saw what they said, they said, oh no, that's our land. <laughs> that's easy to do. Yeah, right? exactly. But the gangsters did the same thing in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's also Bugsy Siegel, by the way. Uh, no, 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 that's that's all right, there, that was another like too. So he learned from Israel. But in the meantime, the one thing I've never been to Israel, but my boy Jimmy Schubert, I gotta keep saying Schubert, an Irish kid from Philly, who's a conservative dude, went to Israel for comedy. He couldn't stop raving. He came back and told me, "Holy shit, I am in love with Israel." He, his father's a Philadelphia cop. His father, who doesn't go anywhere, he made him go to Israel. His father and his brothers went to Israel. I still haven't been. Everyone says it's phenomenal. Why haven't you been? What were you doing there? In Israel? Well, yeah. what people don't realize is um, in Cuba, Havana, all the casinos and stuff were run by the Jewish mob, the really? New York Jewish yeah, mob. Yeah. Bugsy and all those guys, yeah, they, yeah. Were in, they were in Havana. If you ever watch uh, Godfather 2, right. those are all the Jews. That was supposed to, wasn't that Meyer Lansky? Meyer Lansky. Meyer Lansky. Right. And all those guys, they would go back and forth, and that was their biggest money laundering situation. But it's funny how us, the Cuban culture, view Jews as opposed to other people because my grandmother was a caterer for casinos in Havana. Really? And she was hired and ran you know, with the Jews. And they treated her like gold. They helped, you know, get my mom to school and gave them money and on the holidays. And they were great people. And the biggest, the funniest thing about Cuba, and a lot of people don't talk about it, is the Jewish people were very smart. They went into Cuba. And this is a story a lot of people don't talk about. They went into Cuba and they realized very quickly, they realized very quick, quickly in the, in the late 40s that the, um, the revolution was coming. Batista was going to get out of power. They saw this guy, Fidel Castro. They saw the guy hiding in the, in the in El Oriente, they call it. And the Jewish mob was very, very smart. And they said, this is over. So they created one of the biggest and smartest transactions in the history of the mob. The Italians kept trying to take over all the stuff from the Jews. So then they said, okay, they waited to the last moment. And they said, you know what, guys? It's yours. Enjoy. And that's when the Italian mob showed up. Six months later, Fidel Castro took over and everything went to dust. And they left scot-free. Genius. Did you ever Genius see that movie, people. Cuba? 
I lived it. No, but there's a movie, Cuba, Robert no, no. Redford. It's all oh, I never yeah. saw it. It's all that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's all that story. Well, I thought that was kind of shown in the Godfather too, right? Was it Godfather yeah. or Godfather Two? One of the one of the movies where when when he, Michael was yes, in the, in the cab right. and, and he was like, right. it's over. That's he's like, this, yeah. is, this yeah. is bad. Here. That's the end. Yeah. yeah, that's the end. Yeah, there you go. So it, that the Godfather kind of brushes over, but he was one of the smartest business transactions in the history of the mob. How long has this podcast been? We're we're still Just doing asking. it. An hour and twenty. Sheesh. Weez always thinks it, it's not going well. We, we got great conversation here today, and then we got the story. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, that was the a fucking, great story. The fucking chef, bro. He's you know, not, I he's knew I liked him last time. Yeah. Uh, and then when I didn't see him, I figured he's bro, fucking weird. He's and then he comes back. He's a street kid. Like knows you, more shit than anybody I've Weez, ever met. I he's a, a spotter. He's a street kid like you were. He's a motherfucker. <laughs> he was a spotter. What a, you know? What is a spotter? Bring oh me up the speed. boy, here we Come go. Come on, let's go. Bring me up the speed. So well, spotter, this is many years ago. Okay. So when I was a little kid, yeah, I I was taught everything that's expensive. Yeah. So I'd go to places, and I was a kid, so no one took me serious. So I would. Someone would come up to me and says, well, what do you got in this room? I said, well, you got, that that lady's got this purse, and that guy's got that watch. And they said, okay, thanks, kid. And they give me 20 bucks, and I'd leave. Bro, you don't know. Carbone sat down. Yeah. And he's got a fancy watch on. Yeah. One that you don't know about. I'm sure I don't. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure I don't. Well, I, got, he, I got, I got, I got, no, I don't have it. Yeah, you wouldn't know that watch. No. Yeah, he's frugal. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I know. Yeah. HH, <laughs> the Hebrew hammer. Carbone he bought the hammer used. <laughs> he ain't spending the money on the watch. He, he freaked Carbone out. He taught him everything. He, all of a sudden, this motherfucker's talking watches. <laughs> he knew ev- such shit about yeah. that watch. And then the king, and he knows every single watch. You know the difference Wait, between my watch? Then he watch. called out. The Queen's necklace. Yeah, Van Cleef and Arpels. It. Yeah. So it's funny. One day, when I learned about Van Cleef and Arpels, I was I was 19 years old, and we were doing a thing on Fifth Avenue, and there was like a, a fashion show, and the the women had those necklaces on. So I was dating a girl, and I said uh, I said to the the guy that's running it, I said, uh, "That necklace." He goes, "Skate guy." He goes, "Honey, we love you here. You did a great job with the food. You let me know." And we'll give you 50% off on whatever you want. It's I, fabulous. I said, sign me up. When I'm done cooking, I'll go up there. I had my first Capital One credit card. <laughs> the, limit, the limit was like $750. So then I'm looking at, you know, they had them all on the on the neck, on these little satin yeah, yeah. things. And I'm looking, I'm like, look at that one. They're like, oh, that's the, that one's, uh, the first time we made that one was in 1790. For this, I'm telling you the whole history. I'm like, this girl's gonna love it. <laughs> so then he, she, she takes the little calculator. She says, well, "You have the discount fifty percent off." She says, "That would be uh, seventeen thousand. <laughs> I I got money Tourette's. I was like, "So fuck you!" <laughs> I, I literally just I was like, <laughs> "My little credit card. It's seven hundred fifty dollars." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, but that was my first interaction with them. They're unbelievable. Well. I gotta tell you, you know the difference between my watch and, and like the King's watch? A lot. My watch keeps the right time. <laughs> <laughs> you're, actually, you're actually right. You have a quartz watch that loses about uh, exactly. two seconds a month, where that loses about 15 well, it's seconds funny. a day. I like to make fun of those guys because of my watch. Well, that's which a very cool watch. It's connected. $300. I get my messages. That's I get out. Is that the fossil one? I got the weather. No, this is a Samsung. The Samsung. Because yeah. I got that kind of phone. Great. But this yeah, fucking thing, I get everything on it. 
they can have all that shit, I got a, a functional. Right. I, I don't know. I just yeah, your watch does a lot of different things. Who's that guy that's peeking around? Uh, uh, you want to know this, truth, you know this guy? This, who is it? You don't know this guy is? The glasses. Doc, come on over here. The glasses. Be oh, it's the Doc. Doc, come on over. It's the Doc. I don't Arizona. know what this is. How do you say? Arizona. Arizona. Now listen. Cardiologist of the stars. Cardiologist of, of the stars. Of the stars. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He is the cardiologist to everybody wait, wait. famous in Rochester. How are you? Get a chair. I got to talk to you. No, no. I got to go. Doc, no. Monday night football. I'm too old. I got to work at no, no, 530. Doc, Doc, this guy's an interesting interview you right give now. Me, come on, give me Who are you? Opie. Opie what? Obi Juan Kenobi. Kenobi. Listen, this is to talk to. <laughs> What's down. your name? My name is Carl. Chef Carl. Carl. How are you? It's good. It's beautiful. Beautiful Submariner you wear. Oh, it's fake. No, it's not. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he no, it's not. Guy Fieri. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. That's Guy Fior- Fieri's yeah. uncle yes. used to live in Rochester. He died of prostate cancer. Really? Peter Price. Peter Price. Text him. He'll text him. Did he know this guy? Yeah. Back in the day? It's his nephew. Bro, no, I mean, I did you know you. Peter Price? Yeah. Oh, okay. Play golf. I got to tell you What's real your quick. handicap? Listen to this. I, I had a you. fucking medium. Oh, uncle? Oh, that means, uncle, you, that means you played for some good fucking did you dollars. you have an uncle, Peter Price? Yes. Peter Price. All right, go ahead, Wiz. So uh, I had a medium on my show. She has a TV show nationally. Okay. So she gives me this bullshit. They don't believe in mediums, do you? Thank you. She's got a big show right now on Bravo, whatever one that does. You're talking about the Long Island medium? No, the same station. It's the Mama medium. She's new. So anyway, she's on my show, and she won't do a reading on the radio, but she did one for me off the air. Okay. And she talks to my father. And my father says he's worried about my chest and the heart. So would you believe I made an appointment? I'm here from Florida. I made an appointment with Garneau tomorrow. I should be seeing you. No, Garneau's better. But, huh? <laughs> you know what? He's say not a... He, yes, passed away a couple years ago. Great yeah, guy. that's what he said. Notre Dame. Peter Price went to school with Brett Musburger. Brett Musburger's dog bit him in the ass. How's that? <laughs> that's So, okay, back to Garneau. So, I mean, would you believe I got an appointment because a medium told me I had a fucking heart problem? I think I would do that. You would, too? Yeah, when my wife tells me. But I, I should see you. What am I seeing, my man? Garneau first. He's the clearinghouse. Wait, what kind of surgery you do? I don't do surgery. He's a cardiologist. They no, don't... none of that. Nothing anymore. I just see the I didn't think cardiologists did anyway. Do Some, they? they do stuff. They do stuff. They put in valves now and pacemakers and all sorts of good stuff. So. My brother's a cardiologist. You Weird. seem nicer than him. You know, he's a real asshole. Where? Uh, my brother's at uh, at uh, Johns Hopkins. Oh yeah, the, that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. Cuba. He's the Cuban. Are you Cubano? I just like Cubano. Sí. De verdad? Sí. Ay, qué cosa. Yo también. Yo era Cubano. Sí. Mira, mira. Eduardo. Arasosa. Wow. ¿Cuándo viniste? Eh, no, yo nací aquí. De verdad? Sí. Pero habla bien. Eh, mi, mi familia de Camagüey. Oh, you like that, Luis, huh? <laughs> Oh, shit. What just went down? <laughs> just gave me the codes. <laughs> no, no kidding, you're dead. I got it. Okay, no. <laughs> adios. Adios. Gracias. I know adios. Good luck. If you need to yell. Nah, okay, Mr. Opie. Pleasure to meet you. I don't know what you, you do, but it's a pleasure. All right. Oye, chico. Okay. All right. Cubano? That's crazy. Is that crazy? Zapato pequeño. I wanted to show you this picture really quick. Okay, so this is what I sent to the diocese. That's me, fifth grade, sixth grade. Hold on. 
And that's and the day. And you cut all your hair that's after. That's the day. This is the smoking gun. Oh, my God. Yeah. You really did it. I really did it. She cut her hair when she Completely. was abused. Right. Yeah, see, this was me, sixth grade, yeah. or fifth grade, sixth grade. I can see the innocent has left your eyes. Yeah. I'm, wow. That's that's just brutal. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. There you go. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. I know. An hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, we can. Motherfucker. We can shut this down. Little feet. (laughs) What's up, little feet? I love Have you been checking all this out? <clears throat> there is. There I got right. a million names for this dude. <laughs> I like Bobby Little Feet. That's good. Yeah. That'll work. What uh, do you think? There, this is, you guys have had an amazing conversation, and I've been out there checking out the, the room, and it is exactly like you called it before. A little from column A, a little from column B. Do you have calamari? I haven't eaten anything to eat yet. They got good calamari. We wouldn't know. We were stuck here doing this. Well, let's you go have eat a, now. You, Yes, you have a lot of really interesting people, but I like where your head's at. Let's go eat. Let's go eat. All right. You want to go I've, eat? I've been eating. <laughs> All right. I, I ate since I got here. I've been eating. I want to introduce you to Broad the Maid I do. Weez, do me the pleasure and say, uh, Joey, wrap it up. Brother Joey, wrap this bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Brother Weez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was awesome. When Brother Weeze throws it to you, you know you've made it. Yeah. By the way, I'm guessing Robert gets half price on foot massages. Lucky him. I know Creamy Butters gave you the rundown a lot earlier, but I'll just refresh. Remember, subscribe to this podcast at Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Visit opiradio.com for shirts, hats, and all that jazz. Even a stream of this podcast. Happy New Year. On behalf of the Westwood One Podcast Network, we appreciate your support, and we appreciate your participation in this community. That is Opie Radio. Side note, as I get ready to leave this production behind on New Year's Day and take my wife and son to the movies to see Aquaman, Roman and I will enjoy the action and my wife will enjoy, (laughs) you know who, the eye candy. But uh, some of you, even Greg, have been too kind enough to want me to add a little more music to the podcast. And while we don't have the license to play actual recordings of a lot of the songs we use on the show, I do my best to at least come up with loosely based renditions to help set various scenes. But when you ask me to incorporate my original stuff, I get a bit gun-shy. I don't like to force my songs on other people's audience or fan base. You can always look me up on Spotify or Apple Music, even YouTube. And my website is joeysalvia.com. It's all out there. But for this new year, I'm going to throw one of my tunes on the end of this episode. I know a lot of you make resolutions. Well, here's my honest feelings on them. And thanks for listening. And I sincerely appreciate your support. Let's face it, I'm an obscure indie artist who, without you, would be even more obscure. So thank you for your ears and wanting to listen. Happy New Year. I don't need cunning politicians Talking changes only talk Don't tell me to make the right decision 
I've heard tales So told with expectations It never fails to make me smile Can you see It's all a fascination what it is I've read words from every book worth reading I have seen the warning signs now I see the words can be Westwood One Podcast Network.